Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Veil. Last episode, we shared our childhood memories and how we got into studying engineering. On this episode, we'll be talking about our experience in the university and our journey into getting a very first job. But before we go right into that, how are you guys feeling? Anifa. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm feeling really good. Um, it's weekend, so yep, all good here. It's your baby. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's well, what was uni like for you? Ooh, uni, uni, uni lag. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, for me, I won't lie, it was, I think it was very tough at the beginning. Like, it was really tough because I did direct entry into Unilag, which means, like, I started from year two. And I remember my very first, uh, my very first semester in Unilag was terrible. Like, it was bad. I had all the grades you can think of, except F. It's right. You know, I was just, I was going to say that like, I remember we bonded extremely well because, man, after the one-year break we both took from, from school, it was really tough getting the hang of it back. Like, fam, yes, it was. It in my year two, so I had all the grades except from F. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> like, it was tough, you know. I mean, I won't lie. Starting from year one is really good because you kind of, like, have a good grade. Like, you can at least have a better GP from the beginning. And if anything happens in, like, your second year or third year, you have something to kind of bounce on. Do you get? Yeah. But me, entering Unilag, 0.00 GPA, nothing. First semester was terrible. I mean, I was coming from Yaba Tech where I was kind of like, I, won't, no, I wasn't a local champion, but, I mean, I wasn't doing bad in Yaba Tech. Start I finished doing. with a very good grade in Yaba Tech and then yeah. came into Unilag. <laughs> and Yaba Tech then was over 4.0. And Unilag... 5.0. I never ever had two points in Yabate for a 4.0. But in Unilag, five points. I had two points. Like, what? Like, it was terrible. My first GP, I remember, was, I think, 2.74. It's a uh, more, babe. I can't remember my GP, though, because, oh, you, oh, you did me dirty in the first. <laughs> no. I put everything in my head. Like, it was bad. I had all the, all the grades you can think of. And then... But I think it was really crazy. Like it's it almost moved me to depression. It was a really yes. tough period. That was what for, like that was what for, shook me. Like, and of course, like my parents know everything. Like we always share our results, our stuff with them. And in fact, they really encouraged me. I mean, it's just the start. You can do better. You just have to put your mind to it. You have to be determined. Blah blah blah. I think it was that energy that that pushed me and drove. Like tonight, say drove me towards um becoming better in like the second semester and i mean from 2.7 i had 4.0 or 4.5 uh-uh, <laughs> i remember my first advisor calling me into his office and saying wow that was massive like i didn't see that coming i remember even i remember another teacher then miss Oge. she called me and said wow that was good like they didn't see that i'm like hey you will. i'm here for you <laughs> So I mean, over time, over time, that like that is our like engineering. To be honest, in Unilag, you can have like life and also not have life because. Boy, see what I still used mm-hmm. to say it. If you had been a bit more serious towards the end, you will have like you know what we are talking about. You knew what I wanted for you, like you know. But then we are okay. Oh my, uh, god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But is this your giant life that is the problem? <laughs> that, that's your problem. Asleep, oh you have a problem in life. Yeah, you guys. Like, I mean, you were asking how uni was for me. Uni was like a little, like it was a mixture of everything and anything you can think of. I had fun, I read, and I slept. Ha! Guys. I sleep. In fact, normally I don't sleep because I'm nocturnal, but yeah. reading, I sleep. <laughs> this is what tells you she's going to read. Take it or leave. This is what is sleeping 80% of the time. You are getting that from me. And she's reading maybe the remaining 20 or 10. And press her phone for the remaining 10. Like, how the babe they pass? People, I don't understand, but this is is an amazing girl. She's really good. So... Oh yeah. my god, I should feel myself right now. What? I used to, anybody that tries to like want to be like you or more than their own, if I should try and like practice this what type of lifestyle, 
I know where I'm going to be anyway. <laughs> but I think for me, uni basically, I don't know if it was when I didn't enter uni. No, I think it wasn't that bad for me when I didn't enter compared to my first year in uni. That was like maybe one of my lowest time in life. Like, man, oh, you just shit with me. You know, when you know where you're coming from, you know, like, you know where you're coming from, basically, from your childhood, your grades, how your grades have always been like, and you enter this place. You enter this place, and after your first test or your first exam, you saw your grade. Like, I could not comprehend it. it, it I, I just could not comprehend how that was possible. Like, yes, you will probably have heard this, so this place is crazy, that kind of thing, but ah, how bad can it be? Fam, it was bad. It was actually really bad. Like, I had really, really bad experiences with grade. Like, there was a particular grade that I actually contested during my period in wage. I think that's another thing that stood out for me. At a point, I wanted to give up. I didn't want to, like, contest that grade, but somebody, I can't remember exactly who told me that thing, but one of my classmates spoke to me and was like, Aisha, what if you decide to move on with it now? And that was just this, this part. The difference with this grade is what is going to probably make or my you. Maybe you finish it with a first class or a, a, a two, one, a second class upper. And I think that was the only thing that kept me pushing because if you guys don't like Nigerian university, you know how hard it is to contest a grade and what you are going to go through. Like it, is, it was hell really. But then I, I ended up going through with it. I found out a whole script wasn't marked and yeah, it was it really was, it was everything like it's what I said. Like it was everything. I think that was like the period in my life where I kind of studied the most, I guess. Like it was crazy. But yeah, I knew there were times where my friends and I have left school to probably IB to just chill. Yeah, also within school we tried to like hang out. Like I think when I got to like three hundred level second semester, I kind of slowed down the pace. Like, you know what? It's not just going to be about the books. We have to like know what's going on. So we kind of slowed down the pace a bit and take life in and not just grades because at the end of the day, everything comes together as you experience in school. So yeah, it really was a whole lot for me, but it was a defining moment. And I think another thing that happened during that period of time is the people you meet. I met a lot of people that defined like yeah. defined my experience in life. So that was really something I'm grateful for. Um and if I was up, how was Unilag for you? Wow, wow, Unilag. <laughs> So I think for me, Unilag was a mix because in the early years, in like year one, year two, I feel like I was just following like people and what they were doing. I wasn't really like, it, it, I didn't know what I wanted in terms of, say, for example, how to read for exams and all. So for me, like year one was largely me going for reading over at overnights that I didn't need and in fact even probably affected me negatively because I actually didn't need to go for overnight where mosquitoes would deal with me and I would end up yeah when I could have just slept properly and probably gone to the library <laughs> so for me like at the time I had a friend who was in was chemical but we used to take like lots of courses together, all of us in the first year. And we used to basically do everything together. We were in the same hostel and she liked to do overnight. So me too, I want to follow her, you know, just, just for the sake of following her. So I think in general, my first year results were, they were okay. Like it wasn't like the best of the best considering like kind of person I was, if I had probably just adjusted my habits a bit i could have done better but it was good i think the real shocker for most of us came in our second year first first semester because my god <laughs> it was shitty like i remember i think my my gp dropped to like 4.0 or something very drastical like drop and it was crazy because a lot of us had that issue and what i'll chalk it up to right now is most of us didn't really understand what we were being taught we had so many like large classes we also thought it would be closer to our year one experience maybe closer to the things we already knew and we were really in for like a shocker i think you know 
for me, I really started to come into myself and who I was and, you know, really following my own path in year three. So by year three, like, I mean, I'll still do overnight if I wanted to, if there was a need to, if I needed to cover something. But if I know I'm going to go and sleep there, I'll just stay in my hostel and sleep. So I also had really good grades in year three, but they weren't like enough to, I guess, push me back to that, um, say, first class level. So I was having, you know, four point something, four point something. But if you know how GPA works, by the time you get to year three, you have to like, how would I put it? You have to have like really high grades to push it, you know, to that next level. In the midst of all this, like things were also happening, like people wise, like meeting new people, talking to new people. Uh, there were a lot of dramatic things that happened even in my class then. <laughs> I remember there was this particular person who had spread so much nonsense about me in year two. And Are you serious? Yeah, it was a guy and he, he basically oh said God, a lot of weird that. things. And I would hear from people that, oh, this person said this about you. And I was so surprised because like, it was so far from who I was and all. And I think that kind of also made me go back into my shell. Like, I, I wasn't even comfortable talking to guys. Like, I mean, if it was even like the, it was spreading the, the truth or something that was true, I wouldn't have, like, I don't think I'll feel some type of way, but it was just all lies. And this person also had, I remember then it was when, when I had the bad results in year two, it was like, oh, it's because I started working with this kind of person, blah, blah, blah. Results one day, and it was carryovers, it was failure. Can you imagine like, this dude is their a, business? So, like, he's an hypocrite, and <laughs> I mean, it was a very weird time. But aside from that, for me, like, one thing I wish I did, like, in Unilag, was kind of go for opportunities more. So, I'll give you a very good example. So, yeah. There's this internship thing that a company called Bank of America used to do then. They call it the African Internship, I think, program or so. So I knew about this like when I got into Unilag, I think in my year one. I even went for one of their info sessions and, you know, they talked about the role of technology because I was really curious then that, I mean, what does engineering have to do with banking? Do you get? And... I attended the info session and they talked about all these things and silly old me. I never applied for any of these opportunities, you know, till very late. So I think the, when it dawned on me that look, and if I need to get serious, cause I, one of the things I, I remember clearly about my investor experience is that I kind of just cruised through it. Like I never really did anything like that really pushed me. In terms of reading, I relied so much on my natural ability. Even in terms of extracurriculars, it wasn't like I was doing any sports. Not that I'm a sporty person. I mean, compared to how yeah, my secondary yeah. school was, because I used to go for debates and all in secondary school, it was just like I became this person who was just content to coast through university. So the wake-up call for me came in final year, like, towards the end where I think one of our classmates had gone for an internship in the UK then and he's like, oh wow. So actually we 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 can actually also can get this. Like it really opened some of us like our eyes and we're like, okay, we'll start going for things. Even though we didn't know what we were doing, even though we're not sure, you know, all those things. We'll try we'll try things. And I think there was also one, it was Microsoft. Microsoft had come to Unilag towards our final year time and some people had gone applied and they had gotten like real life jobs and all so ah, most of us became very determined and we started applying and i remember that for me i applied for bank of america at the time and that was my very first application and i remember clearly that we were a group then and most of the other people had put in their like applications and i was still delaying because i felt like ah, this thing do they really pick people even though i had evidence that they actually do select people and i was like okay i'm just going to submit this thing i think i was speaking to one of my classmates then and she was like just submit this thing 
and I submitted and at the end of the day, I think I got called for the assessment center level and that was when it became serious for me. And so looking back, like looking back now, things I would have done differently. I probably would have been a lot more interactive with different people, not be too much in my shell, you know, challenge myself more academically in terms of, yeah, I knew I was smart, like, but there's also putting in the work into, you know, in addition to being smart, what else? I would have applied for opportunities left and right because people as as early as year two were applying for things, they were getting things. A lot of people got scholarships on like, I think total, MTN. Yeah. Although I did get some scholarships too, you know, not, not to say that I did not get, but it was more like an afterthought for me. Like, oh, people were like, oh, you should apply for this and I'll apply and then I got some, you know, and yeah, for me, I'll just have done more and I'll be like a lot more involved in, be a lot more present because I feel like I just coasted through it, like I said. So yeah, uni was good, but for me, I feel like year five was when I came alive, like, okay, what am I doing? And, and it was really fun for me. Yeah. Yeah, of course, nice. year five has to be an alive year. <laughs> oh my god, you people don't want to know what is what I mean by that. <laughs> but, anyways, guys, I think what Anifa said is really true. Like, if there's anything I wish I probably have done, is be more involved in extracurricular activities, like, like trials, opportunities. But I think it was a bit more difficult for me because the whole shocker, before I got over the whole shocker from year two, and it was more like you have to like upscale this grade. So by the time I get comfortable with my grade to a point where I know that, okay, you are good, yeah, at least you know you can scroll through with this. It was getting like towards the end, so there was like so much I could do at that point. But that's that's not say that that's not an excuse. Like if I'm going to like probably do something different, is to have pushed myself more to do other things and not just like study and try to pass exams like yeah that's the main thing but try and be more involved child opportunity funny and... enough for me i was actually involved yes now oh people it's the worst contested did you win it's your... I, 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 I almost forgot that did you win oh my god i almost won i was going oh. to win oh my god <laughs> yeah she contested for president though. right in my department i didn't win yeah, that was huge it was that same year that they decided to, you know, ban people that have gone to other schools before. So because I've been to, like, I've gone to... That was unfair anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, a lot of things happened around student union government and all of those things. And I don't know, it kind of messed the whole thing up. And unfortunately, I got, I, I became an unqualified... member. Like, after we started campaigning, you know... I was in OAU, but I was campaigning from East from then. Doing flyers, doing everything. Oh, my baby girl's doing this. Like, it was really huge for everybody at that point. Oh, my God, guys. It was a big deal there. Like, going for president, blah, 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 you know. Like, it was an exciting one, but then everything was cut short because of some political, you know. You guys know how student union stuff can be. Yeah, I joined the parliament, too. I just remember that I was actually a member of the parliament for um, the faculty, Mm. engineering faculty in OAU. I think from my part three to maybe when I finished, I can't remember. But I think um, I was a member of the parliament and I held a position. How come I can't even remember? So <laughs> oh I, I'm, I'm going to say something now just to, I don't know, maybe it's going to be a bit weird. But like with the level of popularity Isiwat had in Unilag, then she could have actually gone for not a departmental position but yeah the whole of engineering position and that's the kind of thing i'm saying like a lot of us we felt so comfortable and we were just in our niche we were just doing our own thing right i remember too that i got was it treasurer or financial secretary one of the two in yeah, the final yeah, year. yeah yeah but yeah like why were we not doing going for those things earlier on why did it come yeah, to final year yeah, do you guys yeah, get what i mean yeah. like we did it well. was just more like us we did well in our own spaces exactly we did well not to like not to take from any of us here like many people go to school and struggle with different things we also struggled but yeah it just felt like we were comfortable where we are 
or where we were and we could have done more. And if I were to tell myself anything in year one, it would be just do you and like push for all, like don't be afraid to do all these yeah. things. Don't be afraid yeah. of the thought of being successful or failing because you know how... But then, did you, did you think we've actually grown, outgrown that, that thought or that fear? For me, I think I'm at a point now where, yeah. So I was reading something interesting a while back, I think a few weeks back, and it said something about, oh, when you get to like mid-20s, there's this calm and this sense of, I don't know, freedom you get or this sense of, oh, you you just want to do things. I think that thing is happening to me because I feel like, some of the things that I would have had to talk myself through, psych myself up, I just do it. Like now, I, I, I just go for it instead of overthinking. And then whatever happens after, I'll, I'll figure it out. And yeah. I feel for women to we, we overthink things. I'm, I'm sorry to make this a gender thing, but I'm sure you people have heard of the studies where you know, a woman likes to know like a lot before applying for maybe a job or something. They want to make sure that they are extra qualified and, you know, they can really stand behind it. And guys wouldn't think too deep. I mean, not that they won't be qualified too, but they go for it. So not like I'm saying men, women should become like men, but that fearlessness, that thought of, yes, this is something I don't really know too much about. I want to try it. I want to do it. I'm just going for it. And even a very good example is this podcast. Like, if anyone had told me that I'll be doing a podcast, <laughs> my dear, like, because... <laughs> I think I can even understand for maybe your issue, but I don't think I would have like I wouldn't have believed it. Like me, what? <laughs> you guys, you guys must be joking. Like, I try as much as possible to just be as low key. I don't know if that's a thing, but yeah. Hmm. But then, so for what me, it is? Maybe not a podcast. I probably would have thought, like, I mean, we I want wanted you to start a YouTube a channel. YouTube we are still on Easy Work next. You have to do that thing. Like, fam, you need to start a YouTube channel. Yeah. Really interesting. So, guys, let's talk about our first job. Anifa. Um, yeah, so for me, like, first official job um, after Unilag was with a fintech in, in Lagos and how I got the job. So when I did my internship in, like, the fourth year, I think, do you guys remember the CWS thing we have to do for six months in engineering? Yeah, so I'd gotten a job in this company, but the role I'd gotten wasn't, like, a full software engineering, software engineering role. But, like, there were lots of software engineers around me. And at the time, even though I wasn't, like, serious with coding, like, it was so interesting to me. And I used to talk to the software engineers all the time. So when I was leaving, like, after the whole CWS internship thing, like, I I remember talking to, like, one of our bosses then. And it was like, oh, if I want to come back as a software engineer or grad, graduate software engineer, I should just like reach out to HR when I was ready and they would try to do a test because I had worked there before. So when I went back, I think I had to do this take home. It wasn't even take home. So it was like a test where I needed to implement something around finding the shortest path. Um, I don't know if you guys know about this um, traveling salesman problem, but yeah, I needed to write some sort of code implementation for it and i had like two days and i would have to go to the office and do it there and go back home and then come back the next day and submit so for me it was very challenging because at the time even though i knew like the old traveling salesman algorithm i'd not actually like written the code for it before and i remember like because i really wanted a job after school like i really wanted a job i don't know what was chasing me but I had this thing for, I don't want to sit at home. Yeah, exactly. So I shall put my all. In fact, I think my mom was pitying me because after the first day, I, I, I still didn't have a solution. 
So I was trying to read, read, read to understand enough to even write the code. So, but the second day, I don't know, somehow I was able to write the code. It wasn't very optimized, but it worked and I submitted. And I remember when I got the role, they told me that I was actually the first person to pass the test, that nobody had passed that test. Yeah. I think they even had to change the test to a much simpler um, thing because people were just not passing it. It wasn't easy because you needed to understand the domain itself. It wasn't just a generic oh, um, array question or this. Do you get what I mean? But yeah, so I was so excited and I got a start date for January. I think it was January 3rd of 2018. I was happy, you know, I was excited that yes, software engineering, yeah, I come. Yeah. And at the same time, I the Bank of America stuff I had applied for in final year, like the interview process was still going on. I traveled to Ghana. I think there was another classmate of mine. And that was my first time outside of Nigeria, actually. It was so, like, it was so crazy. And it was so fun. I traveled, you know. We got there very nervous because we had heard, like, different stuff about how the assessment centers would go. And they could ask you questions about regulations. And if you know me, like me, I'm not a very big... I don't like cramming things. Like, yeah. And... All these regulations, they have very specific, like, wordings and all, and you have to be careful. And I remember we had a dinner with some of the people that interview us, like, the day we got there, just to get us, like, relaxed, that, okay, don't worry, it's people that are still interviewing you. And we were asking, you know, what are they expecting, blah, 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 you know, they were being very factual, and they had said, oh, know about was it mifid or mifid one or there was this old regulation i think in the uk then and when i went back to the hotel room and i was googling it this thing was so long i just closed it and i didn't bother to read it again yeah so on the interview day like fortunately for me like i had written on my cv that i worked with c sharp in school and briefly during my internship and all and so most of our questions were very C-sharp, OP related. And like then I, I really knew C-sharp, like classes, all those deep like stuff in, in, in C-sharp. I understood it well. And they were asking the questions. I was answering, you know, answering, answering, answering. After a while, we moved to, okay, why should we employ you? And not every, like everybody here is smart and all. And I was just honest that, like for me, it's going to be an opportunity to really work with, you know, like-minded people, world-class, blah, 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 learning, you know, you know, the normal, the normal rundown you give. I mean, why am I looking for work, guy? I don't want to go hungry. <laughs> yeah. And I remember after that, like this interview was in November, I think of 2017. At the same time, I was also running this old job so i remember when i was going to write my test for the nigerian fintech i think i was running my what was i trying to also that was also preparing to go for this other one so anyway by the time i started the job in nigeria i finally got feedback that oh we have accepted you for this internship in the uk blah 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 i remember when i got the call like i was composed on the call but in my mind, I was like, hey, I'm going to UK, I'm going to... Blah, blah, blah. And then when I got the offer and I saw the money too, you know how we go now, Nigerians. We'll, we'll convert to Naira and Sam is living like, yeah! <laughs> them dead. Them dead. That kind of thing. So, and the internship was going to be in... It was going to be in June. So, a lot of things happened, but basically... My company has had also like tried to work on NYSC stuff to ensure that it would be favorable to me. And I got called up in April, the first batch. And we went to camp. I was going to come back. And then by the time I'll come back, like I also need to prepare to start traveling, like to travel rather for the internship. It was a very weird time because one thing about me i like being very truthful so i went to my what do they call all those people ally or ally and i was like oh madam like 
I got this opportunity to go on an internship in the UK. I don't want to miss it. My workplace is fine with me taking a leave. What, like, what do I need to do for like NYC to also let me go? You know, I like, so I went and I, I feel like, I feel like for me, it was very bad because she almost made me cry that day that uh uh-huh, me, I want to go for I want to go to the UK and not come back. I be ah, the only thing that can make you not come is if you are pregnant or something, something you are sick, blah blah blah. Like she really spoke to me in a terrible way. I feel like she could have co- like been a bit calm and just said, Look, NYC doesn't allow you to travel. And then I'll know that oh, if I traveled, like I'm clearly and I, I even think that's wrong because Things can happen. God forbid, what if I had been sick? So I can't call them and explain and they will leave me like for some number of months. And I was even ready to say, okay, maybe I should like still save the number of months. You know, eventually it's not like I didn't want to do it or I wanted to disappear for the whole year. It was just a very, it was a one-time opportunity. She was not saying, eh, if the opportunity is truly for me or something, it will come again that I should do my NYC. I think when I got home and told my mom, my mom wasn't even ready to listen. She was just like, whoa, like, start packing your bags, you know, this thing. So my workplace knew, they knew I was going to go. I explained to my boss. And I remember that one of my bosses was trying to say, eh, why a bank? Can you come? I was like, in my head, I wasn't listening because I'd seen the offer. And like I said, I'd also converted to Naira. So... For me, like, when I traveled to the UK, um, the first two weeks were very intense. Like, we had this old training of, oh, you know, this is the first time a lot of us would even be interacting with people that don't look like us. So try to be free, try to talk to people, you know, just go out of your comfort zone. It was very focused on us. And I remember for the interns from Africa, I think we started two weeks earlier than others just so that we could get that training, like that cultural um, immersion training of, okay, you're in a different place. You're in a di- it was quite intense. For me, like now, looking back, I have some thoughts around it, but I'm not going to talk about it yet. But I remember from the very first day of the internship to the last day, it was a lot about... I need to get this full-time offer. Like, I need to get this full-time offer. And I remember everybody at the time, my friends were probably tired of me always saying, pray for me, pray for me. I want to get this thing. I really enjoyed the internship, even though the team I got put on wasn't like a coding, coding team. Like, it was a coding team, but our clients were like the infrastructure side of the bank. So... I felt the culture was a bit different, but compared to like working culture in Nigeria and all that, like it was, it was really nice. And they had gotten us apartments. We would also have events like midway. So we'll see other interns also play dress up and all. And I met some really, really cool people then even like some other people were doing internships in other companies, but because we're all in, you know, London at the time, although I didn't intern in like, london i i did mine in chester but we used to go down to london for events and i don't know it was all intense it went by very fast and it was nice and i remember the day the final day for us was when they would give you the letter that would let you know whether you got the offer or not and all of us were trooping in like so we all had different times for that exit meeting so i think mine was in the morning and we had gone Oh, they will, your the your manager will be on the call. I think someone else, HR two, will be there, and they'll tell you, "Oh, we thought you did this, we thought you did that," and because of that, we would like to give you a full time offer. Like I had to compose myself when they gave me the full time offer, cause the the villager in me wanted to jump up and roll on the floor. That hey, mobile lower that kind of thing. But like for me, it was really eye opening. That was actually really interesting. Like, um, I must say, and if I don't have those people that inspire me, and I'm, I'm really, I don't even know how it became. Inspire friends, us. I knew. 
Even though I, I met her Tracy, but I really don't know how it became it, about this, but she, she it, really does inspire me. It's and, a lie. Yeah. You owe it to me. I am shut the star up, girl, up. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's, yeah, so that was really interesting, um, eye-opening, like, um, I'm sure a lot of people will learn to push boundaries and also to always believe in themselves from the little you've shared with us. So, it's your what? Hmm. You all know you have big mommy US. <laughs> oh my god, if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> but I'm sure your fans really needed to hear that. So how did that happen? Like how did it come about that? How did how did the old journey mean lag to being in the US currently? And yeah, what are you doing there too? Okay, so for me, I think NYSC was the defining year for me. I mean, I remember when I started NYSC I joined no 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 before I even went to camp I remember I started this training with um Linux technology in Lagos and um like there's this like six months free training they were offering recent graduates and all of that and in fact there's like a lot of story surrounding how I got into that training I remember very well now um it was still the year I was um you know waiting on nysc and i applied to this thing i remember i found that zynox thing i think that was like the first time they were going to be doing that training um come join us it was like all really like you know juicy offers nothing nothing serious it was just mostly training you know you're going to learn the latest technologies blah 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 data science cloud computing like it was a lot of things and you know it was kind of like an opportunity for me to you know go and um decide what i really want to do i mean when i left uni i was so sure i was going to do um software development yeah no yeah software development and i was going to like go for a master's in that area like i was so sure but you know joining like going for that training seeing the whole stuff about what they offer was kind of like a push for me to you know go if i do the six months of training i'm sure at the end of the six months i would be sure of what i really wanted to do and that would also help me towards deciding on the course to go for for my masters i mean i was really big on going for that masters, masters yeah. it was it was a do or die affair for me <laughs> like i was so sure i wanted to do a yeah, master's I, I just needed to be sure i really love you guys hmm? like you guys you guys are really focused anyway do you mean oh yeah focus i mean i can agree focus as in focus that focus, no, <laughs> what focus. don't let us go to, we are going to come to that a bit but then it's what i've always wanted to do a master's after uni and yeah so continue yeah so for me i i remember applying for that program and i remember sending it to aisha because as i then we were just like fresh out of uni and we we're trying to figure out stuff and trying to like you know, also look for PPAs in advance. I mean, for people that don't know, place of primary assignment, we're looking for that. And of course, NYC was just like an opportunity for us to get it straight and figure out things. I applied to this training. Aisha applied. We both did that. No. Did we do the exam? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we did the exam. Aisha... My story was kind of different though, but just continue. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Aisha actually got the invite for the exam. Yeah. And I didn't get the invite. <laughs> I'm like, this is not possible. It is me and Aisha or nobody. We are going to this thing together. <laughs> like, it was a serial. It was it was a big deal for me because I wanted to get in by all means. I remember saying no. I remember Aisha receiving the invite and she sent it to me. Yeah, like, oh, did you get yours? And I didn't get mine. Guys, do you know what I did? I said, don't worry. That same exam, the invite would work for both of us. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I was desperate. See, once I'm desperate and I really want to get something, trust me, there is no going back. We are dying there. I remember that particular invite. Aisha sent it. I I think our exam was even in the morning. I can't remember. And another thing again is it was around Unilag convocation time. So that week was really packed for me. It was a busy one. And I actually kept saying I was going to send the organization an email that I really want to write this exam. They should please allow me. I didn't get the invite, but I know my friends got it. So that's how I got to know, blah, blah, blah. But then when I sent the email last minute on, like a day before the exam, they didn't, um, 
they didn't um they didn't respond to me but i'm like no problem you guys don't need to respond i'll still show up anyway and that same day the exam was slated for it was raining heavily in lagos and i remember the exam was on the mainland i was on the island guys i was desperate i knew i was going to get to that exam um center i don't know what it's going to take but i'm going to write that exam like that was the plan and um, I got to the exam venue. They asked me for my invite, which I obviously didn't have. But I showed them an email, like a forwarded email from my friend, that this is the invite for the exam. I am coming, sir. Well, the security, the security guys were. Yeah, you know, they were... I didn't remember this, but then you want to be showing them this Lagos <laughs> behavior. Yeah. <laughs> oh, See, well, if anything does not, you carry streets into the matter. You have to go for it. Anyway, as I was saying. Because this is actually a very important part of my life because it was a it was a defining moment for me. Yeah. So I I I went for the exam. I the security guys they, they were still, you know, checking and because they saw the invite obviously on my phone, they probably just thought I was invited and yeah, they allowed me. I also tried to explain to them that I want to see the organizers and all of that. They directed me to there to the venue. I went upstairs, got there. So I started explaining myself. I remember calling the guy that sent the email that same morning. I called him that I, I wasn't invited. He said, ah, if I had sent an email earlier, I would have probably put me on the list. But right now, they have a list of people coming for the exam. They can't take me, blah, blah, blah. But that didn't discourage me anyway. I still went for the exam. And I got there. They asked for means of identification. I showed them. Of course, my name wasn't on the list. And they were like, why should they allow me? I said they should please that. See, I really want to write, like, I really pleaded my case. Like, I want to write this exam. For me to have come, it means that I'm desperate, though. <laughs> Guys, guess what? They allowed me to write the exam. Lo and behold, after everything, I passed and I got into that training. <laughs> so this story is a story of, if you know what you want, go for it. I mean, sometimes we don't know what we want. Sometimes I honestly, in fact, even till now, I'm still winging it. There are some things I'm not sure I know what I want uh, to do. But... we all. Yeah, I mean, we are still, like, we are all winging it, but there's some things I am so, so sure and certain about, and I'm like, this thing, I am going to do it, and I'm going to get there, period. I don't want to know how I'm going to get there. I got into the program, we wrote, like, in fact, then self, they needed to know how God really favored me, or favored myself and Aisha too. I remember then, they needed a NYSU certificate before coming for the interview to get into the training, and we didn't have a NYSU certificate because we had not even started, but we still went for the interview and we got in again despite the fact that we didn't have nyse you know we kind of told them that we're starting nyse the next month they should please blah, and that was it anyway long story short we started the training remember i went into that training with the mindset of you know focusing more on software development and all of that but then data science caught my fancy and i nice i was um so sure i wanted to do the data thing you know big data and all of that Aside from the fact that I caught my fancy, it sounded like a good thing because that's what, like, I mean, technology and everyone is now doing, it's either you're doing tech, you're doing IT and, you know, all of those things. So it was more of, okay, let me just start. And then that, 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 I finished the training. Yeah, so after the old training experience, like, what next, what happened, was that, I can't, I, I really can't remember it, but I don't think there was a job opportunity initially, or was there? Yeah, so the thing is, the training was supposed to be for a hundred of us, and according to them, they were going to employ 20 at the beginning of the training, then maybe another 20 or so. Oh, no, 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 I think another 10 or so would make it to, like, the, according to them, they actually said so many of us are going to get into the company, and, I mean, Zynox oh, Technology the is the... Um, I think they, they were in collaboration with Microsoft, so it wasn't just Yeah, company, yeah, I that's true. Yeah, like, but they were offering to, you know, absorb many of the people, like, many of the trainees. Yeah, I know some other into... guys worked, like, they entered Microsoft from there. No, they didn't. They no, did. I don't think so. I, they did. Microsoft. I think so, yes. Well, maybe. I honestly can't remember. But I know most of the guys that started the training got... um their first job without having to start the training so they kind yeah. of picked like the first 20 best 20 after we started the training we had some tax and the best 20 entered some of the group offices like Zynox as a whole has so many you know companies under it and so in the group office so they kind of slotted so many of them there and some of us still waited behind to do the training for six months so it was after the training we 
we um were also like you know interviewed and all of those things because they wanted to pick i think 10 people to get into the company after the training i can't remember but i mean luckily for me i was one of the <laughs> i was one of the 10 or maybe 12 that got into the like their sister company which is td africa and that nice. is actually how my data science journey started you know nice, nice. absorbing us as data scientists into the company and yeah then then i think that's like the story surrounding my very first decent job post uni job yeah post uni job decent like now, it was post -uni, post -uni, i don't think it was your first yes, decent yes. job but it was your first post -uni yes exactly job. my first post uni job because i mean after uni some of us still did some you know uh, yeah. just small small inside some small small internship somewhere before going to camp before starting yeah. nyc proper so and yeah that was it yeah so for me the whole journey from uni to getting my first job okay i think just like anifa um there was this place where i did my internship during um our internship period while we were in school and when i was going back to school it was like oh you know what when you're done with school so it's not even like when you are done school. it's not like they really wanted me on board after school so it was not really like when you're done with school anyways if you want like want a full-time opportunity want to come back like you're always welcome like you know, like all those kind of things i'm like okay yeah cool mind you i worked in a company that deals with home and office automation so it was embedded it was, system yeah embedded yeah. system system integrations and whatnot and i really loved it because that was one of the things i was interested in yeah so i got my that was how i got internship and the whole oh you can come back anytime which is pretty cool right so yeah after uni i placed the call and they were like okay yeah sure you can come in anytime and we can just do the whole thing official officially yeah so i went back there after school and i started working full-time so yeah a couple of months into it i decided to like ask myself the question i looked around like people they are doing okay but then i asked myself the question of what's your two-year plan what's your five years plan i know that seems like a lot and i'm not the kind of person that asks those kind of questions but at that point i just i just needed to like answer those questions because in as much as there's is a great opportunity it's still a very niche niche um niche niche career path if i'm in nigeria if i'm living in nigeria or if there were chances of opportunities at that point wow it's 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 amazing but at that point in time being realistic with myself i realized you know what amazing but what is what can you do that is that will give you more opportunity that that is, that is more open at this particular point and i decided you know what it's time for me to go into the software part and that was the defining moment for me where i started looking at places opportunities for where i can learn software engineering and that was all the old um training that is what talked about happened like, okay let's try this out that that's that happened at that point in time we got in and yeah during the whole training process i was also trying to do my thing um so if i understand correctly like you made the switch from hardware focus yeah. to software because you felt that in nigeria it's not as like tenable to have a career in hardware like a career with growth process i don't know how to okay yeah yeah it a it, 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 yeah because when you say career it encompasses like growing from yes one so point and another like if for example and also this this is a, a private company if anything happens tomorrow like i don't even get all the risk involved the job security yeah, there was, was risk it was, it, was, it was a really close niche like it was, it was really small yeah so if for example hardware was were as prevalent as software do you think you would have made that switch or nope. you were perfectly all right with i love like i said i love fixing stuff putting stuff together like i don't mind doing the mix of doing the whole hardware and like writing code to support it to get the whole because that's basically what we do we still i still write code like but there were more hardware languages there were um, languages that comes that that comes with um particular products i don't even get that i write code but it wasn't the whole popular javascript and all hmm, i yeah. see Okay. I just, I just, it was just easy for you to write something, to do something, and to see how it works. Compared to, to me, at that point, software was so abstract, like, I unlike see. when, yeah. So that was, that was it. 
great. That was it for me. Yeah, so when I joined the old training thing, I was still doing my trying to make sure I make the best use of that time and also um, applying for full-time jobs in software engineering at that point too in other for in other companies. Um after the old program thing ended, I wasn't interested in working in the company. I can't really remember why, but for what reasons it wasn't my type of company. Like I just wanted to get a job where I can fully become a software engineer, that kind of thing, like learn Any and grow. Better than no experience. No experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just learn and grow. So that was that was really it for me. I really wanted to like just learn at that point. And that was when the whole job search thing started. My God. I think it took me close to I think it's five or six months. Five months. Yeah. Five months. Before I got my first job, application upon application, interviews upon interviews. I think I'll start another episode on its own. It's 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 a whole lot because then you start doubting yourself, you start thinking about different things. It's it's a, it's it was a trying period for me, but yeah, eventually someone gave me a shot. Like that was that was like my first shot into front end um, engineering. I I I I don't know. I think I sent him my. I saw the, I saw it on Twitter and I messaged him and I sent him my CV, and I went for the interview and everything was pretty cool. And you're like, okay, yeah, I can start. And that was how I got the job. So yeah, that summarizes how we all got our first shot into tech. We hope you're able to pick one or two things from our individual stories and just go for it. And we finally come to the end of this episode. Thank you all for listening. And don't forget to share your feedback with us. Subscribe and follow us on social media. Bye.